This message comes from NPR sponsor Planet Oat. No deep thinking here. Planet Oat oat milk is rich, creamy, and an excellent source of calcium with vitamins A and D. Also, Planet Oat's unsweetened varieties have zero grams of sugar. Visit planetoat.com for more. This message comes from NPR sponsor Osea with skincare sets for Mother's Day in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM. From deep within the NPR archives, this is the Wait Wait Anthology. I'm Bill Curtis. For more than two decades, Wait Wait Don't Tell Me has been compiling a deep storehouse of knowledge collected from over 1,000 shows. And now, to celebrate our 25th anniversary, we're opening that vault to you, our listeners. Each episode of the Wait Wait Anthology will highlight a different topic. First up, cats. While they may seem cute and cuddly, don't be fooled. Inside every cat is the heart of a murderer, or at the very least, a very hungry manslaughterer. All right, Monica, you do have one more limerick. Here is your last limerick. My dumb cat never comes up to greet me. He just glares at my chair to unseat me. (laughs) And if I should die, not long would I lie, for that jerk would just come up and... Eat me. Eat me, yes. Cats, it turns out, really do love people for dinner. We've suspected this for years just because cats are evil. But researchers figured out an ingenious way to test this theory. They fed the cats human corpses. Seriously, that's what they do. There's this research lab at Mesa University in Colorado. It's quite well known. They have this walled garden where they put out bodies that have been donated, and then they do studies of how bodies decompose and various other things like that. And some cats got into the garden, and they're like, buffet! This is a story. (laughs) (laughs) I've had 16 cats at one time. (laughs) <laughs> and that's why you don't have a foot. <laughs> They're just nibbling away. When you, when you fancy had... feast of Paula's foot. No, they never, you know, every now and then Theo will give me a little love bite. That's all. Oh, really? Okay. He's just out. It wasn't a love bite, Paula. He was testing to see if you were right. He's doing a taste <laughs> test there. I have to say, I would have loved the movie Cat so much more if Judy Dench had eaten someone at the yes. end. Amy, what? owner of a South Carolina cat cafe, got some bad news. A cat oh, cafe. Oh, wow, a cat cafe. <laughs> you know, it's one of those places you. Was go. the bad news? Hey, buddy, you run a cat cafe. <laughs> <laughs> you have, I run a what? <laughs> you had all these. You had all these dreams in your life, and you ended up with a cat cafe. I don't even want to run a person cafe. What do you mean? It's for cats? You know, a cat cafe. You sit there, you drink coffee while cats knock stuff over. It's it's charming. Anyway, after a series of tests, this cat cafe owner in South Carolina discovered that she is what? Allergic. Yes, to cats, of course. A woman named Ashley Brooks has this problem. She was happy to open Pounce Cat Cafe. Turns out... It's the worst place for her since Paula Poundstone's house. (laughs) 
Despite the constant sneezing and watery eyes, Ms. Brooks says she's keeping the cafe open. She's seeing an allergist twice a week and says, quote, they are injecting me with cat, which it, if it doesn't help, at least it seems like fun for the cat. <laughs> she should get people into the cafe by just running the can opener. And That's true. All the... But we're like, whose cats are they? Are they her cats? What we, did, like, what, if she's what, allergic to cats... What we were incapable of understanding is how do you get to the point of opening a cat cafe? Like, you've gone that far. You've yeah. advertised the business. You've named it. You've acquired the cats. Yeah. yeah. And then you find out you're allergic? Yeah. Day one. Like, oh, I didn't understand. Well, during the six-month process of opening this new business, I was never able to breathe. I feel like the person at the bank who gave her the loan should have been like, and just, to, are you allergic to cats? <laughs> By the way, just a dumb question, I'm sure, because you're opening a cat cafe. Yeah, I just have to ask because it's on the form. Yeah. I'm sure I'll just check it. No, it's right? actually on every loan yeah. form. I don't That's know why it's on there. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Easy Cater, committed to helping companies solve food. From employee meal plans to on-site staffing to concierge ordering support. With corporate accounts, nationwide restaurant coverage, and payment by invoice. EasyCater.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the official Hacks podcast from Max. Join the creators and showrunners of Hacks as they discuss each episode and speak with the cast and crew about the making of the series. Listen to the official Hacks podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Moms know the ups and downs of life. It's what makes them great subjects for books. This is one of the things that fiction can do, right? It can give us a window into the battles that each person is waging or facing, but it doesn't mean that we condone her actions. This week on NPR's Book of the Day podcast, we are discussing books centering mothers. So call your mom, then tune into the Book of the Day podcast from NPR. In the eternal debate between dogs and cats, it's wrong to take a side. Unless science says it's okay, then it's totally fine to admit you're more of a dog person. Hari, new research out this week could settle a centuries-old debate. Scientists at Vanderbilt University in Nashville say they have determined that dogs, dogs are finally and scientifically proven to be what? Better than cats? Yes! Specifically! <laughs> Thank God! That is settled. It's done. It's done. Stop arguing. Wow. The the dog people and the cat people in the audience are fighting like, like I don't know how to put it. Uh, No, it's actually specifically the study showed not so much that dogs are better than cats. That's subjective. Maybe people like horrible little monsters that hate you. But... What they found was that dogs are, are scientifically smarter than cats. Yes. Yes, I know. It turns out that anatomically, dogs have twice as many cortical neurons as cats. That's a standard measure of intelligence. (laughs) Don't laugh. That's science, damn it. (laughs) So that's when you ask your dog, who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Your dog answers, well, what is good, really? (laughs) Are we referring to the so-called human good, as Aristotle conceived of it? Or the good of how vomit tastes. <laughs> oh, oh, that's rough. That is rough. <laughs> okay. Goodbye, everybody. I'm glad. <laughs> nice to see all of you. Harry, I'm glad you were able to bring this crowd back together with that. Yeah. <laughs> I have not seen a public radio crowd this torn since the great Philip Glass versus Kronos Quartet debate. <laughs> 
of 2013. All right. Here is your first limerick. My pet is a bit of a brat. I'm the servant in his habitat. Those who own a sweet dog all live high on the hog. I feel lousy because I have a... Cat. Yes. Dog owners are happier than cat owners. It turns out it's been proven with a new survey showing how dog owners self-identify as very happy, whereas cat owners identify as very... Ow! Why did it bite me again? (laughs) The survey found dog owners are happier than those with cats. The survey also found, and this is true, that people with cats are less happy than people who have no pets at all. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that cats make you unhappy. It may just be that cat owners are miserable losers for entirely different reasons. Can I just say hashtag not all cats? Because I grew up with a really great cat that was basically like a dog. And now I have a dog and they were like this. I can't even tell them apart. So just it's funny how cat people always say that. Yeah, they always do. No, no, my cat is different. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's, it's a cat. Yeah. Now we're not the only experts on the show. Sometimes our call-in contestants surprise us with their knowledge. Coming up, it's Lightning Fill in the Blank, but first it's the game where you have to listen for the rhyme. If you'd like to play on air, call or leave a message at one triple eight. wait wait That's one 888 Hi, you're on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hi, Peter. This is Heather Alvey calling from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minneapolis, Minnesota? Yeah. That's a place I know. What do you do there? Um, I am a certified feline behavior and training specialist. Um, I own a feline behavior consulting business and a cat sitting business. Do people come to you with problems because their cats are behaving badly? Correct, yes. Right. Is, is, There's I, never a solution, though. Be honest. No, no. There's totally things you can do. Well, no, tell me, isn't. We, like, <laughs> you can cover your couch in foil? Right. No, no. foil doesn't work. People, Because my cats pee all over my house. And, 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 and people have told me, oh, put foil down. I put foil down. The good thing about it is I can hear them peeing on it for a minute. You have to start at the beginning and work. I want I mean, you, you have to start I, at the beginning. I am, you have to figure out why they're peeing on the couch. Yeah, because I gave them water. <laughs> there you go. That's so your that lesson. That was my mistake. <laughs> this is so much more interesting than these limericks. I want you oh boy. to tell me like one thing you have successfully trained a cat to do or not to do? Um, Punch well, my a cats dog can in do the a face. whole lot of cool things. Um, yeah. We've trained them to ride a skateboard and they can do high fives and they can go into their crates on command and they sit and lie down on command. You are lying. <laughs> I am not. It's, it's online. I've got a YouTube channel. But if they're peeing all over your house, none of those things matter. <laughs> That's true. You know, it's a, cat's like, great, it's on a skateboard, so it can pee across the room. <laughs> the maximum efficiency. Yeah. I have a cat who likes to get on a rocking chair so that when she vomits, she can get more distance. <laughs> There's no certificate. They pee on your certificate. (laughs) Heather. Yes. Welcome to the show, Heather. 
This message comes from NPR sponsor Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. This message is brought to you by Wondery. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura protects residents from global catastrophes. But a dark secret threatens Pura's very existence. Binge all episodes of The Last City ad-free right now on Wondery+. Plus. While the ancient Egyptians revered them, and Chagall made them art, humankind's greatest tribute to felines didn't come until 1981, when Andrew Lloyd Webber's cat made its theatrical debut. All right, here is your last quote. It's a furry orgy in a dumpster. Ah, that was how The Guardian reviewed what new film out this weekend. Jellicles can't. Jellicles can and Jellicles do. Jellicles, some sort of Jellicle cats. Jellicle cats. It is cats, yes. <laughs> I'm so glad you got that because otherwise Mo was going to sing the whole score. Skimble Shanks, the railway cat, the cat on the railway train. <laughs> I was a big Cats fan, apparently. Uh, the inexplicably long-running musical has finally been made into a movie. Instead of Broadway actors in cat suits and makeup, it's famous Hollywood stars digitally altered to look like horrible cat sex monsters. The reviews have been mixed. On the one hand, Tyler Coates says Cats is, quote, the worst movie I have seen this year, unquote. Well, on the other hand, David Farrier said, quote, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> this is what death feels like, unquote. The digital altering was necessary in some cases, but controversial in others. Jason Derulo yes. um, said on, on Andy Cohen's talk show that he was upset that his cat manhood, his cathood was CGI'd out. <laughs> yes, he said that. He they, complained about his, that. His, his manxhood. Yes. Yeah. But of course, you know, he, he said that, yes, it's so sad they digitally erased his, his, his manhood and like all the real cats are like, oh, I see. You're complaining your genitals were digitally removed. <laughs> How terrible. That's it for our first episode of the Wait Wave Anthology. Now I'm off to the heavy side layer. We'll see you next time on the Wait Wait Anthology. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. I'm Jesse Thorne. Why did Cola Scola write a bonkers, extremely fictionalized play about Mary Todd Lincoln? Well, you know, it was 2020 and we were all so isolated. I, I just started doing research. On, but the truth is, I, no, I just thought of it. We'll talk about that and more on Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. Hey, I hear you have a birthday coming up. Yeah, you. If you're listening to this, that means you have a birthday coming up eventually. And here at LifeKit, we want it to be a special one. 
magic can happen and good luck can happen and serendipity can happen if we're open to it. How to have a good birthday, even if you're not a birthday person. That's on the Life Kit Podcast from NPR.